Great. God's times and seasons. Why do we celebrate God's times and seasons? Because it's a good idea. <laughs> it's God's idea. And some of us are tired of doing man's times and seasons, aren't we? Yes. We've lived under that one for so long from Rome. Praise God, we're getting back to the Bible. Praise God. You know, I've been in church all my life, and we were together yesterday speaking, and Dave just happened to say, in this meeting we were in, he said, you know what, I'm really angry that for most of my Christian life, nobody taught us about God's times and seasons. We thought we were being taught the Word of God when we were taught... Christmas and Easter and all the other paraphernalia that goes along with it, but no time were we taught truth, hello, truth, truth, and the Bible. We were taught man's traditions. So we are excited and we're not unashamed to say that we want to keep looking at God's times and seasons because he is eternal. Hello. The age of man with man's traditions is coming to an end. Can you say amen to that? And Jenny and I are going to preach this thing together because, you know, God's times and seasons are so key. And we know it now. There's the weekly, monthly, annual cycles. There's the feasts. We've got Shabbat, Rosh Chodesh of the new month. We've got the annual Rosh Hashanah. And then we've got our feasts, Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. They are God's appointed times for us to be able to meet with him so that he can pour into our lives. God wants us more than you know, anything else to feast with him, to enjoy him, and to be blessed by him. There are very few times of fasting within uh, those feasts there, there, you know, there is occasions for that, but overall, God is wanting to pour his blessing into our lives. Sometimes we feel as though God's trying to be hard on us, but he isn't. He's longing to get blessings to us, is that right? Yes. And so his appointed times are there so that we can keep being built up, we can keep being strengthened, and so we're moving into the month of this week. Isn't it remarkable that we are starting the prophetic development at the beginning of Kislev? How remarkable is that? We're shifting from one season, from touch point that was, into the prophetic development because we recognize we've got less than a year left in the IN decade, to sharpen our sight, our, our, our senses in the spirit, our prophetic ability, because as we move into a new decade, God wants us to begin to move in a new way, a more powerful way than ever before, and so he's preparing us. Kislev goes from the 9th of November till the 8th of December, and it is this new month, in the Jewish calendar that we're moving into. We're moving out of? Okay, we're moving out of Shezvan. We're moving into? Kislev. Kislev, yes. You can preach with me, come on. 
Okay, I'd love to hear your voices. So it's, the, it's a lunar cycle. The, the cycle of the moon is a picture of an ongoing rebirth with sacrifice and restoration as we're seeing a new moon appear this week. And there's this whole idea of rebirth, which I, which I really like because we can keep being reborn again in our spirit man, keep being renewed, blessed and strengthened because the enemy keeps trying to knock us down, yes? Wearing out the saints, don't we know about that? So, Kislev, you can see it there on that little wheel, is between November and December. Oh, there we go. Don't you just like it? It's three, it's the third month from the civil year, okay, when we've got uh, Rosh Hashanah and when the Jews believe that creation started in, uh, in the month of, of Kislev. And it's nine months from the month, oh yes, there we go, nine months from the, what we would call the religious year, you know, when God brought them out of Egypt. Did they say that right? Nine, the ninth month, it's the ninth month from Nisan, the ninth yes, month, taking right. Nisan as month I'm one, yes? When they came out of Egypt, thank you for my able assistant, they came out of Egypt and God says, this is going to be a new beginning, a new start for you. When we became born again, God said to us, I'm, you know, bringing you into a new place, a spiritual rebirth, and you're coming out of something into something else. Amen? Amen. Into the kingdom of his love. So, We've got those wonderful feasts that we can enjoy and the monthly cycles. And what I love about this month is Hanukkah. Amen. You can decorate your homes with lights and all kinds of wonderful decorations for Hanukkah. Jesus is the light of the world. As we're moving into a dark season with you know, it getting darker earlier and sort of the day length shortening and the darkness lengthening. I did that right, Nita. The, day, the daylight shortening, the night, the darkness lengthening. In this dark season, we can show the light of Christ. Amen? Light of Yeshua. So, praise God for this month. It's a month of hope because it comes from uh, a root that means trust, it means f- fatness as well. You know, it's like the anointing. Very good. <laughs> Amen. I've, I've had a few months where um, I've, I've been doing a lot of things and not as disciplined as we've been traveling a lot from August. And I, I, I've been delighted in fatness. I wore a larger suit today <laughs> just, to, just to cover that. So it's a month for hope. Listen, hope. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but hope in God will encourage us and build us up. It's not like hoping that Bert Nalbian is going to get to, what is it? Is it the Premier League, the top one or something? I don't know. I don't follow football. But, you know, there's that kind of hope. Well, I don't know that many folks in Burton have got that kind of hope. You know what I mean? It might be nice one day, but it ain't going to happen. Listen, hope in the Bible, biblical hope, is a strong thing. In fact, It says that our hope is like an anchor that's in the very presence of God. It's in the Holy of Holies. That our anchor, our hope is in him. Amen? 
And we need to keep hoping for all kinds of things in our lives because the enemy wants to uh, uh, dash our hopes, yes? So, this root occurs in Psalms where it says, and they placed in God their hope. Hope is a strong thing. I think we've weakened it over the years, haven't we? Because we kind of say, well, I'm hoping that it's not going to rain today, but you know for well, you've seen the forecast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, hoping God is very different. It's, it's a confidence like David had when he said, that lion, that bear has got a lamb and I'm taking it back. And he didn't just hope that the lion's paw didn't take his head off his shoulders. He went out, his hope was in God. When he confronted Goliath, he said, Fella, today God's going to give you into my hands and the birds of the air are going to feed on you. Amen? Amen. He, he was fully confident in his hope and his trust. Job asked the question, Did I place my hope in gold? No, forget gold, forget silver, forget your pension pot. Put your hope in God. Amen? Now, there's a whole load of things that have happened this month. I'm going to whack through a few of these. You may not have heard of David Ben-Gurion. If you're flying into Israel, you'll probably go into an airport named after him. Their very first prime minister, an amazing guy. On the 14th of uh, uh, Kislev, Reuben was born, and then he died on the 14th of Kislev. That's pretty good organising, isn't it? How did that happen? Um, on the 15th, the Greeks set up the abomination of desolation in the temple. That's partly how you know, we moved into uh, other issues that we're celebrating at Hanukkah. The UN, on the 17th of Kislev, approved a plan for the petitioning of the nation, which then led to the state of Israel. Last year, on the 19th of Kislev, Donald Trump proclaimed that Jerusalem was Israel's nation Jerusalem was the, the, uh, the, the capital of Israel, the nation state of Israel. That was an amazing thing that he did. And, you know, we're going to see the, the benefits of doing that. And that was done in the month of Kislev. On the 20th day, Ezra got the Jews together and uh, he told them they need to get hold of the Torah and they need to break with these intermarriages that they'd made with other foreign women. I won't say any more than that. On the 21st, the Samaritan temple at Mount Gerizim was destroyed. And then on the 25th of Kislev, the Greeks made pagan pagan sacrifices in the temple. And this is what led to, if you remember, the revolt of the Jews and Judas, Maccabean, and all that business. You remember that? We're going to teach more on that at Hanukkah when we get to it. So the Hanukkah miracle is on the 25th. And if you don't know at all what the Hanukkah miracle is, Come and be a part of our celebrations when we hit Hanukkah. If you're watching on the web, please be a part of that and you'll learn the amazing miracle that is documented in history. It is an incredible miracle, amen, that happened at Hanukkah. And I love celebrating it. And the floods ceased in Kislev. So a few bits of useless bits of information, maybe some of them. So it's a month of hope and trust. By examining our hearts and motives during this month, we can break up and out of old patterns of mistrust. Now, if you remember in the Garden of Eden, the enemy came in and he began to say to Adam and Eve, has 
God said. Do you remember that? In other words, you know, God was holding out from you, Adam and Eve. He knows that if you eat the fruit of that tree, you'll become as wise as he is. So don't trust God's word. Now, God, God has given many of us promises and prophetic words, and the enemy would want to say, has God said those things? Did you hear right? Can you really believe this Bible? Because the Word of God is under attack from every angle. Do you know today we're living in a Greek mentality nation with Greek thinking in our schools? Our children are educated to believe that evolution is fact. And it is complete fiction. And even the stuff they teach in evolution contradicts itself And nowhere can you find some of those things. But the Bible account of in the beginning God created is fact. And Richard Dawkins hates it. And evolutionists who themselves agree evolution is a religion. Hello? Evolution is a religion. It is not scientific fact at all. This Word of God is fact. It's truth. It's truth. Because even in churches, they're trying to teach evolution and try and fit all these supposed millions or billions of years into the Bible account. Listen, stick with the truth. Amen. Believe God's Word and you will go through into eternity. What do we need to do I've used the snake for the serpent, okay? What do we need to do to him? We need to put our heel on the serpent's head. Amen? We, we, do you like that, Jeff? We bring a death blow, amen, a death blow to mistrust. God, we declare today, we trust you. We trust your word. Lord, the prophetic words that have been spoken on our lives, we believe they are truth and we choose to believe you. Amen? Oh, praise the Lord. Use this month to break up out of old patterns. Come on. Don't get into just old patterns of doing things, old ways of thinking. Keep yourself alive in God. Hello. Stay young in your thinking. Amen. Amen. Don't get into patterns that are going to just get you into tradition. Break out. See this month as a rebirth. If you failed last month, determine this month's going to be different. Amen. The righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. He might fall 70 times seven, but he gets up. The unrighteous man falls down and keels over. But not us. We're like that little weeble thing that you put in budgies' cages. And you can knock him down, but he comes back up. It doesn't matter how many times you knock him down, he's back up. Because he's got a nice firm bottom. Amen? And you need a good firm bottom in the kingdom of God. It's really important to bounce back. It's a month of dreams. This is the month to dream again and to believe in your dreams that God's placed in your heart. In the Torah portions that are read during this month, there are nine out of the ten major dreams in the, in the whole book of Genesis. Nine of them are in the Torah portions this month. And so this is really a month to dream. 
Amen? But not whilst you're listening to me speaking. So, the one that we think about often when we think about dreamers is Joseph, don't we? Joseph the dreamer. His brothers hated him. Hated the fact he was dad's pet. You know, dad's favourite son. And hated the fact that he came up with these ludicrous dreams that, that he was going to be more important than them. They hated his dreams. He was the dreamer. But Pharaoh realised that he was an amazing person who the Spirit of the Lord dwelt in him, the Spirit of God dwelt in him, and he was the amazing interpreter of dreams. Hallelujah. Dream interpretation is really powerful. And prophetically, Joseph really, hated by his brothers, who became their saviour, kind of prefigures Yeshua with all that he went through. So, it's the ninth month in the ninth year, which means a double anointing this month. If you want to reach out for a double anointing, why don't you go for it? Oh, I didn't even change this one. This one's all out of sequence. Don't worry about it. We've had a bit of a hectic (laughs) few hours this morning. So, nine gifts of the Spirit, nine fruit. You notice gifts is plural, fruit is singular. You don't choose which fruit you want. Amen. You manifest all nine. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, meekness, gentleness, self-control. All of those is what we should be manifesting. But there are also the gifts that we can participate in and God can use us in all nine gifts at different times as he needs us to move into those things. Yes? Um, The Tate is the number nine. It's the least common letter in the Bible, but it appears in the Tove, which is used in numerous times in the creation narrative. Jesus is the light of the world, conceived in Kislev, making a way for a new creation. Aren't you glad about that? Yes. Amen. Yes, amen. Thank you, Jean. So, we're going to be celebrating those. Jenny. So, the tribe that is associated with this month is Benjamin. And I'm glad I get to do this part because... Benjamin was the tribe that was able to fight with both left and right hands. I think that's a really great thing. There are some people that are ambidextrous and can do the same with it. Anybody in here can do that? Yep. You're either left-handed or right-handed. I can click this with my no, left hand. No, right no, hand. no, no, no. Can do everything that they can do with their right hand with their left just as good, just as well. So they can write the same and do all that. Imagine... What it would be like to be up against a warrior, you can only do your thing this way, but they can go both ways. That would be a great skill to have. Could it be that the Lord can upskill us this month in our warfare strategies? Do you know, I like that. I've just seen this picture about you, you know, and you're standing in front of a a guy and you have got your sword in your hand and you throw it to your left hand. And, and, and he's yeah. just wondering what's That's happening. Right. You take yeah. his head off before yeah. he realises what's happening. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. It's you see? Right. You see? That's how That's revelation works. <laughs> so it, there's a few scriptures where Benjamin is mentioned. In the, in, the, in the Hebrew scriptures, it says here, Benjamin is a wolf that prowls. He devours his enemies in the morning, and in the evening he divides the plunder. There's almost like this... Uh, there's this double um, aspect... Something happens in the morning with him. Something happens in the evening with him. He doesn't just uh, uh, devour. He devours and he divides. 
And I wonder whether this month is going to be the Lord is going to surprise us with some doubles. Hallelujah. Don't settle for one. Go for two. So he was a skilled, uh, skilled um, tribe. What else does it say about him? Now, these were the men who came to David at Ziklag while he was still a fugitive from Saul, the son of Kish. And they were among the mighty men, helpers in the war, armed with bows, using both the right hand and the left, in hurling stones and shooting arrows. They were of Benjamin, Saul's brethren. Here we see uh, in this scripture, Benjamin, he said, the beloved of God, he shall dwell in trust over him. He hovers over him all the day and between his shoulders he rests. We can see that both trust and rest is in this month. And it can be that you can be in the midst of battle and warfare and be at rest. And we're looking for that this month, that we don't have to be frenetic. Is that a good word? We don't have to be, another enemy, oh no, another enemy. And uh, as I've been watching Dad go in and out of hospital four times in the last week, uh, there can come on us an anxiety And you don't intend to be anxious, but we can be anxious. And in that state of anxiety, you don't make rational decisions. You don't think straight. And then you cause to be in confusion and you can't assimilate what's going on. So we want to decree in this month that there won't be anxiety, but there'll be rest in the midst of battle. Don't think that, oh, that that must look like there's going to be no enemy at the gate. There's going to be nothing to to overcome, there will always be an enemy. While we're in the world, we are at enmity with the world. If there isn't something at your gate physically, there'll be something internally that's going on. You've got to do, there'll be some war over your affection or your passion or your relationships. There'll be something that you're grappling with. It's life. We have to realize we're being trained for a much greater, higher call And all these things are for us to be uh, aware of. So there's an internal war going on, but there's also the stuff going out there. And what what battle am I supposed to uh, be involved in? So uh, what else does it say? Um, Scripture shows us that at least four great people came from Benjamin's tribe, even though it was the smallest of the 12 tribes. Ehud, a great warrior who delivered Israel from Moab. You can see that in Judges 3. Saul became the first king of Israel in 1 Samuel. God used Mordecai and Esther later on uh, from the tribe of Benjamin to deliver the Jews from death. So these are great men and women that came out of this tribe. And Paul affirms that he came from that tribe as well. So can we also decree, as Paul is, is one of the great apostles, that the apostolic will have a new wave of anointing this month yes. uh, even as Paul declared and decreed I'm from that tribe hallelujah yeah hallelujah Amen. Uh, so yet Benjamin's tribe had its dark side their warlike nature came out not only in defense of their country but also in depravity within their country in Judges 19 through 21 Benjamin takes up an offense against the other 11 tribes of Israel Um, It was because of the issue with the concubine that you can see in Judges 19 that the tribes turned against each other and Benjamin's took offense at this issue that went on. And I think there's something in that for us this month that we need to guard ourselves against offense because offense will always do you a disservice. Offense needs to be recognized, repented of and dealt with. Yes, 
So this period that after the, this happened and this, all this went on with the tribes turning against them led to that reputation of everyone doing what was right in his own eyes. You see, when we have an offence that we don't deal with, we think it's just because it's me and that person or it's me and that issue. Mm. But actually, it, it, can act, it can actually affect others. And in it, the whole of the nation ended up because it caused that, uh, that infighting. Benjamin has great truths to teach us. First, God doesn't see as men see, for God looks on the heart. God saw a warrior inside of Benjamin. He was the smallest and the youngest, smallest tribe, but he was the youngest, obviously, of the, of the uh, sons. But God saw more. He, would, he saw a man who would both uh, devour and divide. And the Lord looks over his bride, and he might see her at the moment as sleeping or in a comatose state, but he sees something far greater, far, far finer, far higher, far better as she awakens from her slumber. The second lesson for us lies in the two Saul's who came from the tribe of Benjamin. Not only did the first king Saul, but the second one, Saul, who became Paul. Did he? Yeah. 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 And that's a great example of what, good, what God does for those who come to Yeshua in faith. Um, Benjamin, of all the tribes, Benjamin was the only tribe who was born in the land. The land of Israel is the place where one most experiences that divine providence and God's absolute omnipresence. Hallelujah. And this is the last couple of slides. The bow. So last month, we saw that the flood waters came. And it was a, a year and ten days, and the flood stopped. The flood waters uh, ceased, and God sent the rainbow in this month to say that he would never destroy the earth again by flood. And so we have both the promise, the bow of promise from that, and we have the bow that uh, Benjamin's tribe are known for. So we have the bow of promise and the bow of warfare. These are great keys for us. So I want to release a blessing. If you want to stand, I'm going to declare some things over us, Mm. and I'm hoping that... Susanna's found. Have you got, how many bottles have you got, Suzanne? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just two will be fine. If you open one and start that side, and if you, if you open one and start this side, what I want you to do, this is the uh, tribe of Benjamin oil. Nothing fancy happens. It's not a magical trick. By faith, we're going to receive a fresh anointing from the Lord for this month, and it's the, it's the oil of Benjamin, and we're going to just anoint each other. You can do it on your hands. Just you, you take it, whoever's first, and then, and then just release a blessing to your brother or sister and say yes and amen as I declare these things out. Father, as we stand on this, uh, uh, at this juncture between one month and another, we're reaching out, Lord, for the blessing that you want to release to us throughout Kislev. And we want to be mindful, Lord, that these seasons are for our benefit. They're so that we can interact with you, Lord. We're not bound by them 
But Lord, we want to receive the fresh wind of your spirit and that anointing. To receive that identity for strength and virtue. Lord, in the midst of difficult circumstances, we want to be like that tribe of Benjamin. So we release that anointing, Lord, to be accurate in warfare, even in the night, to take the enemy unaware. Lord, remind us of that picture of that one who is able to take the sword in both her right hand and left hand at the opportune time. Lord, Lord, give us warfare strategies that will outwit the enemy this month on our behalf. And Lord, we receive that fresh rest to dwell in safety and security covered by you. We declare, Lord, that you are our covering. You are our security. You can declare these things over you as I'm praying them out. Lord, we want to be under that canopy this month and know it more than ever. Lord, we declare and decree over us that we will have peaceful rest and the receiving of dreams. Lord, we declare over ourselves, Lord, and I I declare over this body that there will be an increase of dream it dreams and dream interpretation over this month, Lord, you, that we will remember and retain our dreams, that yes, our dream Lord. life would be sweet yes, and we Lord. would receive, Lord, from you in the night hours. Thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord that those strategies Amen. will even come in the night hours. Father, we thank you that even as we move into the time of Hanukkah and the, and the light um, penetrating, we receive that sevenfold anointing of the Holy Spirit, that light and that brightness. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to expose darkness in us even this month, Lord, in a new way. Thank you, Father. Lord, even though it's the darkest month, we say that we will uh, awaken to that light. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to open up mysteries, scrolls, secrets in the night hours, and there will be that light and realms of glory. And this is what I felt as I was preparing this. That there's a difference between, and the Lord wants to show us, a, a promise keep, a promise maker and a covenant maker is one thing. A covenant keeper and a, and a promise keeper is another thing. And the Lord says, in this month, I don't want you to see me as one that's holding out on you, but to see me as the one that fulfills. The Lord says, Thank as you begin you. to look, even in my word, at those promises that have come to pass, you will gain strength even in your journey. For the Lord says, I am a God of the yes and amen. And the Lord says, as I have promised and as I have said, so it will be. I have done it, I will do it, and I will do it again, says the Lord. So, Father, I thank you that your promises to us are yes and amen. And all God's people said, Amen. 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 What are you doing with that for? Hallelujah. I just want to add um, to the prophetic word you gave out about double. Because I'm sitting there and I'm accepting that. And you said, uh, so don't just uh, go for one, go for two. That's not what doubles is, exactly. Doubles is wherever you start, it's doubled. And I want more than one moving into two. Uh, Doubling should be six. It's now going to be 12 or whatever. So we need to extend that to yes. and grab some more. Yes. 
So let's decree, we're going beyond and we're going for the more. We're going beyond and we're going for the more. Amen. So we want to thank those who've been watching on the web. We appreciate you uh, being a part of our service. And we trust that you'll be blessed this week and this month as we move into Kislev. Please tune in again and uh, we will release that blessing to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.